0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, July 10th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Timonini. And I'm Broadway star James Marino. James, people might notice that we are not coming to them at our normal 5.55 in the a.m. I know, we are I slept coming... in this morning. Yeah, well, funny how that works, considering it's Monday night. Anyway, um, <laughs> that is because we had a little bit of an embargo. Now, I was starting to think about this because we have an embargo, some pretty big news we're going to talk about to lead off the show. But last night... There was some pretty big news, uh, some would say country and world shaping news. But I wonder what would happen if news like a Supreme Court nominee was embargoed? What if all of the news outlets got that ahead of time? Do you think somebody would accidentally break that embargo? Well, you know, after Fox
1: News picks the Supreme Court justice, they send it up to
0: Trump and then somebody in the White House could leak it that's true that's true i, I actually uh, there was news reported that the 9 p.m time was specifically selected so that it could uh benefit sean hannity's ratings so uh, <laughs> all... I things
1: that we do for our friends
0: <laughs> i will always be bosom bodies. <laughs>
1: So, we do have uh, a little embargo here that we're ready to go forward on because it is 8 o'clock AM 00001 on the nuclear, nuclear clock. So, nuclear.
0: nuclear.
1: Nuclear. Nuclear. So, it's official. Jeremy Jordan is coming back to Broadway.
0: Yes, he is. But, James, my crystal ball was a little cloudy last week when we discussed (laughs) this because I could not have been more wrong in predicting what show would bring Jeremy Jordan back to the Broadway. Instead of being waitress like Kat McPhee's uh, emoji explosion suggested or my not-at-all-actually-serious suggestion of beautiful, Tony nominee Jeremy Jordan will be returning to the main stem this fall In the Broadway premiere of Christopher Demos Brown's play... American Son. It'll be his first straight play on Broadway. The show will co star stage and screen stars Carrie Washington and Stephen Pasquale, as we've talked before, as well as Eugene Lee. It'll be directed by Tony winner Kenny Leon, and the play will begin performances at the Booth Theater on October 6th, with an opening night scheduled for November 4th. As we've discussed before, Jordan has effectively stepped down as a series regular on the CW's Supergirl, uh, moving to a recurring status and Spoiler alert, he is... Has- traveled into the future to become a member of the League of Superheroes uh, on Supergirls. Just, you know, FYI there. Uh, Anyway, he said that he wanted to do that to return to New York for both personal and professional reasons. One, he's a theater guy at heart. He's always said that he wanted to do TV, so it would make it easier for him to get jobs in the theater. And his wife, Ashley Spencer, who we're going to talk about here in a minute, she still lives in New York. So uh, it it worked really well for him because he's going to be back on Broadway very soon. In fact, he's doing Two nights of concerts at Sony Hall later this month with ballerina Sandy, his wife Ashley Spencer. The shows on Ju- uh, July 16th and 17th are entitled Starring Opposite You. Oh, how sweet. Um, in fact, the pair took over uh, Playbill's Insta story yesterday and had some fun stuff over there. So you check that out um, if you want to see some adorableness from a pair of Broadway stars. Anyway, James, it's not a musical, but with a cast like Jeremy and Carrie and Steven, it Sounds pretty great to me and they can all sing. Uh obviously we know uh Steven can sing and Carrie Washington was the original Nina in the very first reading of In the Heights. So maybe we'll get some backstage uh jam sessions with them during American Sun. When I first saw this Embargo uh
1: Jeremy Jordan returns to Broadway, I thought maybe he was replacing Stephen Payne in Straight White Men.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's very funny. <laughs> very funny. That's good. All right, let's get on to the numbers. What were last week's Broadway grosses like? Uh, They were disappointing, James, Uh, but that was anticipated. We said last week that uh, the grosses would... Probably be down quite a bit because the Fourth of July was falling smack dab in the middle of the week. And even when the Fourth of July falls on a Monday, normally dark day, it still has a fairly negative impact on the cumulative seven-day grosses for Broadway that week. Most shows modified their schedules on Wednesday to avoid losing too much ground from the previous week. So a lot of shows had uh, five performance weekends instead of of the normal Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. So there was some compensating going on, but. It It didn't help too, too much. Despite all of those changes, only nine of the 30 shows running on Broadway last week saw week-to-week gains, bringing the week's receipts in at 11.18% down from the previous week to come in at $33.8 million. Now, keep in mind that this was the first week following the closing of Escape to Margaritaville and The Iceman Cometh. and James, your boy, Bruce Springsteen, did not do any shows last week at all. So the two closings and Bruce taking the week off obviously had – Uh, You know, something to do with it being down that that much. Hamilton was, of course, at the top of the mountain with three point one, seven million dollars, followed by the Lion King at two point five. Harry Potter at two point two and Frozen at two million seventy nine thousand four hundred seventy nine dollars. They were followed by Wicked, Dear Evan Hansen, Aladdin, Mean Girls, Phantom, Book of Mormon, The Band's Visit and Come From Away, all in seven figures. Now, down at the other end of the scale, Head Over Heels, the little plucky show that that I'm suddenly rooting for for some reason, uh, it was actually the lowest grossing show of the week. If we don't have musicals that play eight performances, do that very often. Normally, they're straight shows, but Head Over Heels was the lowest grossing sh- show at just under $296,000 in its second week of eight performances. Other than Angels in America, which only played six performances as opposed to the normal seven. So that makes sense. The biggest decline was seen by Summer, colon, the Donna Summer Musical, which fell over $206,000. Then it was Carousel, which dipped one hundred and seventy six dollars Now, James, this is the second year in a row. I mean, this is our third summer uh, doing today on Broadway. But the second year in a row where I feel like we keep talking about the fact that the summer at the box office – Seems weird. Nothing makes sense. Nothing goes according to schedule other than Hamilton grossing $3 million. That's, you know, chalk it up. I mean, that's obvious. But everything else seems to be a little weird. Obviously, the family stuff is doing better during the summer than it was when school was in session. But we aren't seeing this, you know, rising baseline in totality for all shows like we conventionally conventionally think we will during the summer months, that will buoy the coffers for shows that will struggle a little bit more when people stop coming on vacations to New York in the fall and then even more into the winter.
1: So, I mean, there could be a few things in there. Uh, we have a very unusual Broadway landscape because we have fewer and fewer new things on Broadway because the long runners sure. are just running. Uh, and also uh, that's affected us in the post-Tonys for the last two years or so that we didn't have the massive uh, number of closings of shows that were really depending upon Tony Award to stay open. So that sort of plays into what we're talking about here. Also, uh, I wonder what um, I wonder what travel and tourism is like in New York right now. Uh, you know for the last two years we've had a lot of uh, unrest shall we say politically here in the states mm-hmm. and I I don't know if it's uh, if it's taken a toll on you know, this is what we're seeing here is uh, unexpected numbers and so maybe uh, you know we, we, it takes years and years to figure out what what the real story actually is but I'm um, just for instancing some of these things.
0: Yeah. And I think another thing that could have something to do with it is is these rising prices of Broadway tickets, even though the you know, the normal per capita income is not rising along with those Broadway ticket prices. It might be pricing out people who might come in and see four shows on a vacation. Maybe they're only seeing three and that adds up. Or then there might be some families that just don't come at all and they decide to have more of a staycation. So uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it it seems weird. It definitely is upsetting the apple cart in a a little bit of a a way. So whatever the hypothesis and the theories are, um, I'm sure the producers are trying to figure out the best way to navigate this new and changing landscape. All right. What do we have in the recommendation section? I've got two things. Uh, first, real quick, from uh, Broadway World's industry section, Kara Joy David uh, looks in the at the. Uh, uh, the, the Vassar uh, New York stage and film season that we've talked about so often, James, about this is where so many Broadway shows go to become hits uh, from Hamilton and uh, and and so much more. A um, really nice look at that and some of the shows that are there um, currently, you know, we, the American Idiot started there, um, Head Over Heels started there. So a lot of really good stuff starting uh, um, at at Vassar's uh, season. So uh, take a look at that. Article and then what I really wanted to talk about was the one and only the legendary Rita Moreno sat down with Al Roker on the Today Show to talk about her legendary career, um, you know, including West Side Story and She Loves Me and um, and and everything in between. Um, really, really fantastic, um, you know, s- shows both in New York. And in London, as well as on screens, large and small. So uh, uh, definitely worth a a few minutes to watch that fantastic interview. All right. So uh, what else do we have in other news? All right. So yesterday, (laughs) the U.S. Court of Appeals Second Circuit ruled in favor of playwright Matthew Lombardo, Mm -hmm. affirming that his play, Whose Holiday, was indeed a parody and therefore considered fair use. The ruling dismissed an appeal from Dr. Seuss Enterprises less than two weeks after hearing oral arguments. Now, unless the Seussians decide they want to appeal to the Supreme Court and who knows what could happen with that after last night you know whatever uh, but anyway lombardo is free to continue doing productions of the show in fact following the ruling it was announced that the show is looking to aim for a broadway engagement later this year now our friend leslie margarita who started the one woman show off broadway last year responded to this news with a tweet that just said huh so i'm Guessing she hasn't heard (laughs) anything about those plants. Uh, I would imagine that a show like this, a small one-woman show, for this to be uh, any kind of hit on Broadway, they would have to get a well-known star to play the drunk older Cindy Lou Who. But we'll see what happens. Also, yesterday, the Ensemble Studio Theater announced their fiftieth season, which will kick off in October with the premiere of *Travisville*, written by William Jackson Harper, who plays Cheedy and Agagne on the best comedy. On TV, the good place. If you uh, are unfamiliar with it, uh, it also their season also includes Georgia merching is dead by Katya McMullen. We'll have the entire listings with more information in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. And now, finally, James, we didn't get to talk. About this yesterday on yesterday's show since the news came in after we recorded and I was at walmart when we got the press release uh, But I figured we should chat just for a second about the announcement that spongebob squarepants will close on broadway This september 16th. This really wasn't a surprise james We discussed the likelihood of this happening sometime in september Um on this show before but nonetheless i'm i'm still pretty disappointed about it
1: yeah, I I think that um You know it uh, There was too many dominoes that had to fall, and, you know, we talked about the numbers in the billions of dollars of this renovation at the Palace Theater and then the building Mm -hmm. above it, Uh, and those numbers trump even SpongeBob, and uh, perhaps they were, you know, looking around to see if there was another— another theater that fitted and you just can't force a square peg into a round hole and, um, or square pants into a round hole. See, you got that. That was excellent. See, when you explain the joke, it's not as funny,
0: you know? Yeah, but you didn't explain it. I went into it. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's a straight man and a Mm. not straight man. I don't, what's the, I don't know. Anyway, you got it. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, I think it's a smart idea. Uh, what does Peter Felicia uh, uh, talk about? Uh, Merrily, if 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 mm. they had struggled to keep Merrily open, it wouldn't be the big hit that it is today. But because it closed after what it was at sixteen performances or something like that. It's the, sh- it's the Sondheim show that everybody keeps going back and saying, this can- this is the diamond. This is the diamond. We can do this. Yeah. We can do this. Uh, and maybe SpongeBob is smart to close, go on a national tour, release the right to, rights yes. to ama- amateurs first. That's it, yes. And then release the rights to professionals after. And I think this is a really smart idea that Vargo has and uh, the other folks over at Nickelodeon. And uh, I'm proud of them. I, I really enjoyed the show, and I recommended it. And, and you know, for yeah, somebody who get did. for somebody who gets free tickets to uh, to things, I purchased tickets to SpongeBob. So yeah. uh, uh, you know, I couldn't recommend it enough. It was it was a total surprise to me. I totally thought it was going to be a train wreck, and I loved it.
0: Yeah. And I think you're the thing that you mentioned, the fact that schools and youth group licensing rights will be available in early twenty nineteen. While the tour won't even launch until fall of twenty nineteen and then professionals will be able to, uh, you know, to get the performance rights sometime in the future. I think that's really smart. This is a show that it appeals to everybody. So kids are going to get the chance to do it right away then the professional equity tour i'm assuming equity tour will go um on a, you know out on the road and then that, that's a great way to make this show that really is so fun and so vibrant um you know seen by as many people as possible and hopefully build that cult following that merrily so certainly has
1: i mean you're gonna have everybody doing it at the Jimmy's next year and the international thespian festival <laughs> and the mti's oh. ice festival and that
0: like, How many know, people are going to sing "Simple Sponge" at the yeah, Jimmys next year? It's going to be
1: great. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, and we we didn't talk about this, but um, you uh, tonight did your CrossFit class. But have you gotten in on the uh, Broadway Peloton
0: phase? Do you know what Peloton? I not I mean, I know what Peloton is with the bikes and, and everything, but I don't know what the uh, the Broadway Peloton is. No,
1: there, there's a, there's a group of Broadway people who have their own little Peloton group, and uh, and it's a very closely held secret. But they are they they are riding and riding, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon or so. So, if you are a Peloton person, see if you can get into that Broadway group because it's a lot of fun.
0: You know, right. I, I feel I feel like you were just, like, rubbing that in. I feel like you were, like, saying, hey, you're not special enough to know this, so I'm just going to rub this in your face and, no. you know, no, no, I know no. about I, it. I, and you I'm don't. not in
1: it. I'm not in no, the Peloton. you timer. know
0: about it. I'm just saying. It felt a little... Mm. Whatever.
1: Well, I think, you know, <laughs> turn, turn the air conditioning up and relax a little bit. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still a little hot from, the, uh, from all the uh, power cleans and front squats I did at CrossFit. Yeah. Well, at least you weren't at Walmart. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B-W-W-M-A-T-T. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for
1: spending some of your Tuesday with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow.